Okay, let's begin. Uh, somehow or other, the verses don't seem to have numbers. I, I don't know why. Um, but I'll just read. Reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, chapter 24, the Majulila. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dwaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Brinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Vandana Utila Habe Rashrapanga Bhakti Vinoda Dari Srivasamani Pujili Karana Pasila Apanakari. Bhakti Vinod feared that if crying became too loud, the Lord's ecstatic dancing would be disturbed. Realizing the situation, Srivas quickly went inside the house. I, I don't know why it says Bhakti Vinod, but we can relate the situation. This is Srivas Angam which is Rasastali in Gorlila, um, the place of the Rasa dance. We know that, I explained that before, I heard this by one sadhu in Vrindavan, I, I, I like the, the tattva, that there are three expressions where the self and the heart come out fully. Madhurya, intimate love. Um, um, Vipalamba, what's it? Wait, wait. Odharya, which is compassion and magnanimity. And the other is um, vipralamba or, or, or separation. So the Lord within modern Krishna's manifest Madhurya. It's the full revelation of the self. But when Radha and Krishna, when the, because different moods within a different person can become pr prominent. You can sometimes feel more separation. You can sometimes feel more intimacy. You can sometimes feel more magnanimity. So when the Odharya, Odharya, the magnanimity becomes prominent, then Radha and Krishna become Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vrindavan becomes Navadeep. So it's the same thing, just like you're the same person despite the different moods that you may have. And the interesting thing is, is with the change of mood comes the change of color. That's why they say you become red with rage, white with fright,
blue with depression, the blues, green with envy, yellow with cow. So there's, there's some type of indication of kind of a slight bodily change with the variation of internal mood. So somehow with Krishna, when the, uh, uh, with the internal mood changes, the form changes, but it's the same thing. So everything in Navadvip is Vrindavan. It's just the mood has changed the form. And therefore, the different places in Navadvip correspond with the places of Vrindavan. Just like um, Srivasangam is the Rasa dance, Rasa Stali. The same thing is there in a different form. It's the highest love of the, the mood of the highest love of, of, of the exchange between Krishna and the gopis. So the same thing, and, and it's enhanced by, uh, by music and dance. So Shiva Sangam is that music and dance, and it's the same exact mood of love because this is Krishna in, 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 in this is Krishna in, 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 in the mood of love for Sri Radha. And the devotees are, are taking that mood. So they're having these nocturnal kirtans and, and we can't underestimate what the absorption was. So here, during the kirtan, Srivas is sun dies. And he goes within the house and the ladies are wailing away. And Srivas hears this noise and he didn't want the Lord's ecstatic dancing to end. After entering the house, Srivas solaced the ladies with his nectarian instructions. Listen, you foolish ladies. You are uselessly lamenting. How can distress remain in the presence of ecstatic love for Krishna? Well, this is kind of an interesting point here because um, you know, it's a very fine point when, when emotion, when it's appropriate to get someone to transcend heavy emotion by philosophy. I remember someone asked a question in, in this meeting, not meeting, I was in the old, when the Bhakti Center was West 4th Street, that's all they had. And there was a little gathering there and me and Sachinandana Swami were there and Someone gave an answer and I answered it philosophically and they weren't satisfied. And then afterwards, Sachinandana Swami told me, he said, don't, it, she, it, it said the person was, was emotionally attached to that situation and you can't preach philosophy to emotion or you have to be very, very careful when to do it. Um, Yeah, you have to be a little careful when to do it. 
And I said too, I, I, I guess I, I mentioned this yesterday that when someone dies, you don't sell, it's a celebration, especially when a great soul leaves, Nitya Lila Pravishta, Pravishta, they enter Nitya Lila. When Prabhupada left the world and they put him in Samadhi, I think Samadhi means the consciousness is equal, so it means. Prabhupada's just fixed on his eternal relationship with Krishna. And I don't want to get into the controversy of what's Prabhupada's eternal relationship, but um, Narayan Maharaj, who supervised Prabhupada's disciples to put Prabhupada in samadhi, in, in the grave, we call it, or tomb. And they dig a hole and, and um, you know, the something like the Aradhika Dasyam mantra was written in, in Tilak. And that's what samadhi is called, the highest the example of Prema given in the Bhagavatam is Bhishmadev, that person who fought in many battles, that person who, um, that person who fought in many battles, that person who spoke in many subjects, now fixes mind on Krishna. Um, so it's very glorious, Nityuli the Pravishta, but Celebration waits 11, 11 days. There's an appropriate amount of grieving when a great soul leaves. Or the point is if, if someone kills someone you love or even a child sometimes is murdered, we have a philosophy of forgiveness, but is it appropriate to have some period of moral outrage. You know, I knew a friend of mine, I was visiting him, he's kind of extremely wise. And he knew that I had reason to be angry with these people, especially one person. So he put me through an exercise. He told me to think of that person, close my eyes, think of that person, and then, you know, let him have it. And then he said, now keep on meditating that person, now replace his face with yours. So it was kind of a way of letting me understand the law of karma. That what, what comes to you is created by you ultimately. But it's very interesting. He, 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 he didn't immediately preach to me. He let me vent the, the, the emotions. But at a certain time, the philosophy should be heard. It's just a question of how much space before it's appropriate to do so. 
because the, the, the expression of emotions may be very important psychologically. So what is the, the time that it should be done? Somehow here with Lord Chaitanya dancing ecstatically, Srivas had no qualms about immediately, immediately doing that. Immediately doing that, although it may seem a bit insensitive. And he had the highest reason to do it. Do not disturb the ecstasy of the Lord who is right in his house dancing and and. Um, and that's the highest reality. That's the eternal reality. Our eternal relationship with, is with Krishna. Others are temporary. It doesn't mean we neglect them on the basis of philosophy because one, we see those people in relationship to Krishna. Two, we have psychophysical needs and so do other people. So a part of emotional attachment is almost part of someone's service. If, if, if they're in a, um, have a child, part of their service. When the mother hears the philosophy, is she supposed to turn off her emotions? And until the level of bhava, if they're neglected, it'll have a deleterious effect on the conscious. I remember um, a friend of mine, a very senior Vaishnava, I don't think I'll mention his name right now just because it's, it's kind of intimate. But, you know, his father had a son and a daughter and he had a, a karma to be beloved. I saw it. He's beloved by mothers and fathers. I've never seen someone, even with Prabhupada, who drew out so much affection in that way. And his father was a, a judge and a millionaire lawyer from Chicago. And he was going to school in Boston and then he became a devotee. And I imagine his father must have been devastated even when his father came to Calcutta and offered him $1 million to, to come home, he said, why should I do that? I, I'm happy here. And when Prabhupada heard that, he told the life members, just look at my disciples. Chaktva Turnamashesha Mandalapati Trainim Sadatu Chavat Bhutva Dina Ganesha Kau Karunaya Kopina Kantasrikau The six Goswamis, Chaktva, they gave up Turnam Asesha Mandalapati Aristocracy Sadatu Chavat as it was nothing. Why? 
Yaktva Turnamasesha Mandalapatis Trainim Sadatu Bhutva Dina for all the poor people in the world. Kunaya, they had compassion. Kopina Kantaja. And all they had was loincloth and Tulsi Mala. They had no other possessions. So Prabhupada liked he gave up all aristocracy as insignificant. But then he was in Mayapur and he was on the GBC, the Governing Board Commission, and there were important meetings coming up. And uh, his father sent a message that he was dying and he would like to see him before he dies. So should he have followed the philosophy apparently here, the nectarian instructions of Srivast to the ladies that you are uselessly lamenting? How can distress remain in the presence of Krishna? What? So imagine, because I was with him, imagine if I, I, I said this to him. One who has accepted Krishna as his eternal son never laments. Temporary attachment is the cause of one's ruin. You have come to this material world to worship Krishna, so remain joyful on the spiritual platform. Now, make the audience a little bit active rather than passive. So you're, you're, you're this person, and I'm preaching this. I didn't, but it, the, as long as you remain in this body, become attached to Krishna and accept Krishna as your wealth companion in life. You should understand bodily relationships with your brothers, friends, husbands, and children are all temporary. Who is anyone's husband or son? These are simply temporary relationships. Even if one wants to keep such a relationship, one cannot do so. As a result of one's karma, one becomes a son and sits on someone's lap. When the results of this karma are exhausted, he, he, he cannot remain there. Living entities who find happiness and distress in these relationships become degraded and fall far away from the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, control your lamentation and become merged in the ecstasy of chanting Krishna's name. Then Bhaktivinoda's desires will be fulfilled. Remember with a purified heart that you've surrendered your wealth, companions, body, and house to Krishna. Why do you lament, O oh my son? Krishna has taken his dear one for his own pleasure. Everything happens according to the will of Krishna. To derive one's happiness and distress from these temporary incidents is the product of ignorance. Except that Krishna's will is beneficial. Give up your, your selfish desires and be freed from contamination. Krishna gives, Krishna takes. And Krishna maintains everyone. Krishna protects and Krishna kills whatever he desires. The desires of one who opposed the desires of Krishna will never be fulfilled. Such a person achieves only misery. <coughs> Give up lamentation, hear the name of Krishna, then you will feel ecstasy and your desires will be fulfilled. Bhaktivinoda begs at the feet of Srinivas, for the strength to fully surrender to the Lord in life and death. Anyway, what if I said this to the person? It's the truth. 
anyway, he consulted this very, very, very senior Gaudiya Vaishnav who had a lot of wisdom. And he said to him that up until the stage of bhava, attachment will remain. And if you don't go, it will definitely have a bad, it'll have a heavy effect on your consciousness. And then, of course, there's also Dharma. There's also Dharma. And Dharma means, it doesn't mean if you become a devotee that you're not responsible for your parents. You're still responsible for your parents. You're still responsible for your parents. It's Dharma. So, and in fact, this very question, it just shows you how practical philosophy is. Someone called me up who is in India, told me that they got a call from their mother in America that she has a cyst right by the spine. And, and it wasn't a very good relationship. Anyway, what I just said to you, I said to him. <laughs> so it's interesting, the philosophy and, it, and its application, but clearly here, these are not ordinary souls and this is not an ordinary situation. And I did notice in India, when I go, you know, I go out to my friend in the uh, gardeners, it doesn't have the same effect. They wail when someone dies, but it, you know, it's in the culture of India, this kind of realization that you're the spirit soul, it doesn't have the same effect. In fact, yesterday morning, I got a, a call from uh, Loi Bazaar, the person who printed my book. It's now printed. I, 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 I now I'll order them. Called Greetings from Vrindavan, Giving Strength to the Weak. Sent me a text to show me the, the cover of it. And then he said, did you hear, Maharaj? I said, what? He said, my wife died. My wife died. She got COVID. They brought her to the hospital. They put her on a respirator and they called and she died. And he said, you know, Rajendra, 
the cloth wala. Initially, he said the name Mahesh, but he's known as Mahesh because his brother is a more fa- younger brother is a more famous cloth wala. But he also he said he also died, which. Um, yeah, of course, a point in health could be made too, because the way people with money eat in India doesn't make the best bodies, you know, over the age of 50 to be immune to foreign entities in the body. I can say that, I mean, this person was also telling me during COVID, I said, you know, cause he's a businessman. He just likes, to, he loves he, to, to be in his shop. He said, what do you do? He said, very, uh, very uh, difficult. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm eating all day. My wife is learning all kinds of new recipes. Anyway, very, very subtle point. There's the philosophy and, and its practical application and, and one man's food is another man's poison. All of you consider the good fortune of this child and then give up your illusion and lamentation with overcome the heart. The son of Nanda, who is the Lord of 14 worlds has now incarnated in Nadia as the son of Sachi. So they're in the presence of God. It, it gives a consciousness of eternality. Asochan anvasochas twam pragivadams jabashase gatasunagatasuna. Although you're speaking learned words, you're a fool because the wise, the wise lament, neither for the living nor the dead. The wise lament neither for the living nor the dead. Because we're eternal. The only lamentation is identification with the body. That's the tragedy. That same moonlight personality of Gokul is now absorbed in ecstatic dancing with his devotees in my courtyard. This child of mine left his body while listening to the the chanting of the holy names and absorbed in love for Hari. If I can be unfortunate like him, then I will cross the material ocean. So I think this is also another point. And I've seen this in, in, in Vrindavan. I've seen this in Vrindavan when people leave the world, but it, when it's very especially auspicious, and even if it's a child or anywhere that's a devotee, but it's especially auspicious, there's a little less weight on the consciousness from people who have advancement in spiritual life. They have a certain happiness of spiritual perfection. You should all appreciate his good fortune. 
why should you trouble your hearts with lamentation? If you're not pacified by my instructions, then you will ultimately deprive the mellows of Krishna consciousness. Then I will drown myself in the waters of the Ganges. The prospect of this frightens Bhakti Vinod. So he's saying, he's so absorbed and he understands that his eternal relationship is with Krishna or Chaitanya and others are temporary. And he himself is in such an overwhelming bob that he says, you have to be quiet. I don't know what I'll do. After hearing these, the words of Srivast, the chaste ladies gave up their lamentation over the dead child and fixed their minds on the nectar of Hari's names. Srivas then returned to the courtyard filled with ecstasy. He forgot everything as he danced with Garanga and sang, sang the glories of Nanda's son. Although Srivas's son died early in the night, no one in the courtyard knew. They passed the entire night chanting the auspicious holy names. I think to act like this, it has to be the platform of Bob for everyone. Because anything less than that would be devastating and subject to criticism. Anyabilashita shunyam jnana karma jnabritam that bhakti doesn't say that there's no karma. It says anabritam that the karma is not covered. So what does it mean? Karma is not covered. It means you can be a pure devotee and st still do karmic activities, but it, it, it shouldn't cover bhakti. And the example is, this is very interesting. When Lord Chaitanya's father died, he went to Gaya and performed the rituals. Now, he didn't have to do that because Devarsha Bhutapta Ninam Patrinam Nikinkaram Naya Rene Rajaram, that there's no obligations for someone who's a pure devotee. You, you fulfill, what are our obligations for? All our obligations and duties are to purify the heart and bring us to the level of Prema Bhakti. So if you're in the level of Prema Bhakti, you are not obligated. You're not obligated. So he wasn't obligated, yet he did it. And why did he do it? If he didn't do it, there would be such a social disturbance. There would be such a social disturbance. And that social disturbance would reflect on bhakti. So there's the philosophy and there's the subtle application of the philosophy. The devotees then related the news about Srivasa's son. Okay, wait, I have a relevant. Thank you, Rati Krishna. He's such a good researcher. This unnumbered section of the translation of text 24 to 33 is from a section from Bhaktivinoda's Gita Mala entitled Shoka Shatana. Thank you, Rati. I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out, this is the answer. So 
So these are songs that Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote on the pastime. Rati, how did you find that out? The devotees then related the news about Srivat's son to the Lord. On hearing about his death, Lord Gurunga exclaimed, Alas, this pains my heart. Why didn't you inform me of this calamity when it happened? Bhaktivinoda says the Lord then became filled with affection for his devotees. After hearing the Lord's words, Srivas fell to the ground and humbly replied, O Lord, I could not tolerate seeing your ecstasy disturbed. O Lord, only one of my son died. Why should I be distressed? Even if they all die, I will be happy just by seeing your face. If your dancing was disturbed, I would have died to prevent this disturbance. I did not give you this bad news. Oh Lord, now order us up so that we can perform the child's last rites. On hearing this, Garunga, the crest jewel of the Brahmins, began to cry. The Lord said, how will I give up everyone and leave? If I do, my life will be ruined. On hearing these words, Bhaktivinoda became frightened. Having received Gorchan's order, the family members brought the dead child into the courtyard. Garanga, who destroys the contamination of Kali, then asked the child, O child, why are you leaving Srivas? The spirit soul then spoke through the mouth of the dead child, O Lord, your activities are meant for the instruction of everyone. The dead child is speaking. You are the unlimited supreme absolute truth. The spiritual potency is not different from you. That spiritual potency manifests in these pastimes and assists you in your pastimes according to your will. Your spiritual potency manifests your eternal pastimes. And in the form of Ladini, she gives you happiness. The spiritual potency in the form of the living entity, Jiva Shakti, manifests the marginal situated living entities who are like spiritual sparks. The spiritual potency in the form of Maya Shakti creates the material world, which she binds the materialistic people. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, as a result of my offenses, I have rejected the service of the Lord and fallen in the clutches of the material world. Let me kind of try to find out where we are. You are complete spiritual ecstasy while I am a spiritual spark. Oh, the, the child is speaking. Therefore, by nature, you are a servant. You are supremely independent while I am fully dependent on you. I have become degraded because of giving up your lotus feet. So the child is speaking from a very, very high platform now. And obviously, he's not an ordinary child being born in the house of Srivas Thakur. So he understands this. That we've had many, many fathers and many, many mothers. There's that story of 
Chitriketu in the Bhagavatam, where he can't have his son and he has many, many co-wives. And then finally, Angira Muni comes and he performs some sacrifice where he's able to have a son and there's a whole reason why particularly they want a son and anyway. But one of the other co-wives became envious and killed the son. And as jubilant as he was, that's how distressed he was. And then I think the great sages came back and brought the child back and Chittiketu said, my son, my son, my son. And the son said, but which father are you? I have, I've had many, many fathers. I've had many, many mothers. And this is actually our, uh, you know, this is the philosophical fact. On a philosophical level, and it may be hard for some of us to hear, that we, we've had many, many fathers, many, many mothers. When I independently desired to enjoy Maya, I lost my constitutional nature. I then became bound by Maya within the material world and entangled in the network of karma. According to your will, Maya has bound me in this world with the iron chains of fate. As a result of this fate, I've taken birth from the, the, the womb of Malini as a son in the house of Srivas. So, this is who I am. I took birth here because of this fate. Again, by the same fate I am leaving, I cannot stay longer. Your will is most powerful while my will is most weak. I'm a poor, insignificant living entity. I must go wherever you send me. Who is anyone's son, husband or father? These are all material relationships with no tinge of truth in them. You are eternal, maintain a living entity. Now, okay, he's all now, he's on the spiritual platform and he's realized that this was just one situation he's in. One who gives up the shelter of your lotus feet and considers meeting and separation as the cause of happiness and distress becomes an ass in the hands of Maya and emerges in the ocean of material existence. All this frightens Bhakti Vinotakur. From the day Maya bound me with the ropes of ignorance and illusion, I've taken many births and wandered upon the control of Maya. Brahmanda, Brahmate, Konya Bhagavan, Jeev, Guru Krishna, Prasadi Bhai, Bhakti Lata Bij. Brahmanda, the universe. Brahmanda, Brahmate, going around the universe. Brahmanda, Brahmate, Konya Bhagavan. And then there's mercy. And what's the mercy? Konya Bhagavanji to that living entity, the mercy. Konya Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai Bhakti Lata Bij. By the mercy of Guru and Krishna, you get the right conception in life. The right conception that I am a soul, I'm an eternal soul, I'm part of Krishna, and my happiness and, and value and meaning will be in connection with that. Very 
will be in connection with that. And that's what Krishna consciousness means. I took birth among the demigods, demons, human beings, animals, birds, and insects. I wandered through heaven, hell, and earth to fulfill my temporary material desire. This is us. We just haven't been Americans or Indians or South Americans or Europeans. or We haven't just been that. And the Shastra strongly wants to let us know that this world and these relationships are temporary. Otherwise, we won't take the spiritual identity and spiritual responsibilities seriously. I do not know what pious deed I have done to take birth in Nadi as the son of Srivas so that I could see and touch your lotus feet. At the time of everyone's death, I suffered of my deaths, I suffered greatly. This time I am departing in great happiness because of your association. Oh, Hari, my only request is that I must take another birth by your will. May I have loving devotion for your lotus feet. So this is, yeah, if we have to take another birth. Neha bhikramana shosti pratyavayo navidyate svalpam apyasya dharmasya In this path, there's no loss or diminution. It stays with you. It's such a necessity to become serious about Krishna consciousness and to change our identity while we are in this body. To change the identity while we are in this body. And that's what this message is. And unless you hear philosophy and instructions like this, we will wallow in a very limited context. So again, it's very, very subtle because if you try to artificially transcend your desires, you think of them more. And if you indulge in them, you think of them more. So you have to work through your desires through the Van Ashram system. You have to work through your desires where they are satisfied and regulated in a way that eventually you can give them up. So don't indulge. Bhaktivinoda begs Srivas. When after seeing the Lord's pastimes, the child fell silent, Shriva's family members gave up lamentation, became absorbed in ecstasy. Bhaktivinoda begged Shrivas, may I leave my body while drinking the nectarian characteristics of Gora? The Lord said to Shrivas, you are my servant. It is known throughout the world that I am bound by your love. Okay, I gave something there. Um, I think 45 minutes is 
a good amount. It's, I just end where the natural ending is. Uh, I don't want to begin another point here because this point is so relevant. Uh, Jamuna Jaya told me, I think she told me she wasn't going to be able to be here because she usually... I'm, I'm here for this one, Raj, not the 11. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What's your appreciation? I Every time I hear this pastime, it's like such a wake-up call for me. And I just love what you said just now about we have to change our designation now in this lifetime, like do the work now and how the Varnashram system is such a gift of like, we're given the tools to do it. If we stay Grihasta instead of Grihamati, you know, it's, we, we're given, we're given the tools. And so a story like this is always like a blast of cold water in the face to like do it. So thank you. Well, Sarvapati Vinir Muktam Tatparatvena Nirmalam Rishikesh Sevanam bhakti uttama. What is uttama bhakti? Sarvapati, the near muktam. Upadis, giving up the material designations. Sarvapati, all of them. <laughs> the near muktam. <laughs> That's pure devotional service when you give up the material, the material designation. Upadi is also the term for your degree in school. Your PhD, your MA, it's called your Upadi in India. I knew that because I was once in a court case in India. And it was over a shop in the building that I was managing. And the, the, the proof that I had to win my case was my accountant. And my accountant was a really funky bridge bossy that Prabhupada made the accountant. He had like a wool, like a walrus mustache and you know a knit hat. And he was very raspy. So he sat before the judge, and in India, the you know, you you, you there's the um, the judge sits here and then there's these wood fences. And the person who's being cross-examined goes in the middle and the lawyer's on either side. Now the lawyer for the other party was a barrister from London. He was Indian, but he was known to be a barrister, like a very distinguished lawyer. So he wanted to show that my raspy accountant was not educated. So he asked him, what degree do you have? What was your party? So my, my raspy accountant said to the judge, he said, uh, can I ask the learned barrister a question? The judge said, yes. Well, what, are you, what is your upadis? What are your degree? He said, well, I have a BO, BA in chemistry of Agri University. I have a master's in Sanskrit from Benares University. You know, I have a PhD in there. I went to London. I got an LLB, a DDBS, a DDBS, DDBS. Right? Okay. So then the judge said, okay, now you answer his question. So the lawyer said, well, how many degrees do you have? To my, 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 account, my accountant said, I have two more than him. 
<laughs> and then he swung his head in defiance. Anyway, you have to understand Bridge Bossies. Of course, he didn't have any degrees, but we won the case. <laughs> I have two more than him. Okay, anybody else like to um, sh share something they remember from class today, a reflection? Those of you in New York City, I, I don't know. If there is a Harinam, I will go to that Harinam. I don't know if there is one, but if there is, I will go to that Harinam. Sure. Yes, it's today from 2 to 5, Mirage. 2 to 5? Okay. I'm yeah. There. In Washington Square Park? Yeah, same place as last week. What's that? Same place as last week. Okay. Now, it was a very unusual Harinam because there was no social distancing or masks, which I didn't particularly think much of, but um, anyway. Okay, anybody else like to say something? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Bhakti Devi, Haribo. Well, first of all, remember that when you're at the Hardy Nam today to social distance and wear a mask, please. <laughs> I, I will, I will, okay. I will. Also, this was such a, a great class, and um, I wasn't quite sure which way you were going to go, but I'm, I'm so grateful that you said, yes, take care of your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, the whole idea, I mean, the whole idea of when the internal mood changes, the, the physical changes also, it's so, it's so true on so many levels. Um, as you can see, right, what's happening with the with the planet right now. And um, I mean, it just transcends everything. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Bhakti Devi, is that Brooklyn or upstate New York? Brooklyn. You got your, your saffron walls. Are you thinking of some <laughs> aspiration to, okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hi Bo, hi Bo, Gloria. Gloria Nahano, one at a time. Oh. I was thinking, may I speak? Yeah. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, I was thinking how much we need a guru to be able to distinguish between the philosophy and its application. Okay. Yeah, that's our philosophy. What is it? Um, Eva Guru. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Kalachandri, are you there? Kalachandri? Hare Krishna. Hare Bao. Thank you. Any Thank comments? you very much. Well, just well saying. I just, I really liked, um, you know, th this question about, you know, when do we, in, in, when do we stick to sort of the, you know, um, philosophy when do we understand the situation and and someone's emotions and and whole context you know that's that's such a important um challenge for us all i think so thanks for you know thinking about that probably you know which sannyasi i was talking about i probably you figured it out <laughs> yeah and uh, actually um it's interesting um one of the first times i got back together 
with Tamar Krishna Goswami um, was right after our father passed away. And oh. he was he was not at all um, moved by that experience, actually. Um, and he one of the things um, at that time, you know, after that he said was, you know, um, I've had so many fathers. You know, this this is one of of many fathers. Um, and then I reminded him of this some years ago. I mean, um, some years after, maybe uh, maybe ten years after how actually him speaking to me like that kind of alienated me. And I, I couldn't relate to that experience. Um, I was so, um, our father passing, uh, he, he was such an important person in my life and, and meant so much to me. And so, and 10 years later, um, Tamar Krishna said, yeah, you know, I never should have said that. I would not say that today. And he came to a different understanding also of how he had preached the philosophy to me, but not um, attended to the heart. Actually, you tell that, I don't know if you want to tell that story when you, you first saw him after 10 years or 15 years. Yeah. Can you tell it or not? I'm sorry? When you first met him, right? After so many years? Yes. This is, yes. Can you tell that? Well, this was this was the occasion. He was um, it, it was um, in seven, 1978, and he was at, um, at 55th Street Temple at that time. And in 1977, um, our father passed, and of course, um, Shula Prabhupada um, passed. So he lost um, both fathers um, in in that same year. Yeah. Oh, I. Um, I I thought there was another one where he blew you away about being married or don't have children or something. And then, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time <laughs> this was now 10 years after that, um, the first time my <laughs> wife met him and, and this was actually on Kastuva Prabhu's um, initiation day in the, in the Brooklyn temple. And um, I, I won't tell the whole story, but he had us um, come back um, to see him. And when we entered the room, he was uh, flanked by two brahmacharis um, standing there very, uh, very tall and straight with his danda and two brahmacharis next to him. And there we walked in, myself, my wife, and our one-year-old daughter who ran up to him um, and gave him a big hug. And I gave him a hug also. And it was like hugging a board. Um, he did not know how to receive it. There was no warmth or reciprocation at that moment. Not that he didn't feel anything, but he, he had been so far removed from that life um, for so long. And the first instruction that he gave my wife and me uh, was um, don't, don't have any more children, <laughs> that um, it, we would never advance in Krishna consciousness if we did. And I think it was uh, 11 months later we had our next child, so we, um, uh, or we did not do so well in following that instruction. But again, um, 10 years after that, he said, oh, yeah, I, I, I realize now I, I never should have said that. Um, he came to, he, he was the best uncle. You know, he was so loving and affectionate of our three children. Um, and he also came to understand that for me, being married and being a father, were really what kept me advancing in Krishna consciousness. Right. And just to uh, complete it, when you stayed six months in Vrindavan in that sabbatical, and yes. it was Christmas time, 
he came over to your apartment as Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, he came over full, um, you know, carrying a sack of presents on his back, um, you know, boom, boom, boom. And our children were so, they had sacrificed so much, um, you know, being in Vrindavan at Christmas time. And they were really concerned, would, you know, would Santa actually come to Vrindavan also? Um, did he make it? Did he make it that far? And we, we assured him that yeah, we assured them yes, of course. But we had no idea that we'd be getting this knock on the door. And we, when we opened the door, there he was, ho ho ho! He announced to everyone, the children, everyone. And yeah, quite different from that first meeting. And one after the other, he took he took each of the children on his lap and, you know, have you been a good little boy this year? Have you been a good little girl this year? Um, he had presents, presents for everybody. It was a really loving, memorable occasion. You know, this is nice for a lot of these people to hear, <laughs> not knowing how fired up we were at the beginning of the Krishna consciousness movement. And yeah. how most of them wouldn't have wouldn't wouldn't have come at that time <laughs> until our preaching matured a bit. <laughs> yeah, that, it was, that's such but, a good remember. I remember because I was there in Vrindavan, and when you told me, and uh, yeah, but, and, you every day. Yeah, yeah, we we, we came to your class every day. <laughs> That's um, right. on the roof there. That was amazing. That's that's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this Thank was a so great. This was a great remembrance, and and, and it, it's nice to discuss the philosophy from different angles and try to reconcile it, right? Yes. Um. Trying to reconcile it rather than taking philosophy out of context, out of application, and therefore not understanding it properly yeah it seems that being able to combine the two is a real uh, sign of maturity well, for well, that's why when that sannyasi went to a very senior vaishnava who was a renowned renunciate but the instruction he gave was so relevant you yeah know, regardless of anything until baba these feelings are going to be there and you have to somehow uh, accommodate them you know, yeah. artificially renounce them, you'll feel terrible. Okay. Uh, we're getting a lot of people love this story. I, 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 and I didn't say, you know, because you say every week, but Kalachandri is Tamal Krishnamarja's younger brother. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, wonderful stories. Yeah, I'll, I'll just tell one more story, okay? Because <laughs> people love it so Thanks much. Thanks so much, Maharaj. I'm going to tell one more story. Um, you know, when I used to visit, when you would stay with him in uh, Vrindavan, in Tamal Krishnamarja's like Bridgebasi house, sometimes you'd be taking afternoon naps and sleeping on the same bed together. <laughs> and then I remember one time you asked him for initiation. I remember his answer right? I have a thousand yeah, yeah. disciples and only one brother and I'm not going to root it. <laughs> yes. He said, one I, brother and one sister and I'm not going to give up those loving relationships just to get two more disciples. <laughs> yes, you were there in Houston, 1999. Wow. 
Anyway, this is a real treat for the people. We're getting messages how much people like it. Okay, thank I, you. Well, I'm, what? When yeah. you say about taking the after lunch naps on together with his bed, I never slept very well. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I, it, was, I would, it was outside in the lounge area on the floor. It was like a cushion. Yes. Yeah. You and there, there were also times where in visiting a, a guest, you know, visiting um, someone for lunch, we would, we would take a room together and I would not even want to breathe for fear of disturbing <laughs> his nap in some way. <laughs> I would not move one inch of my body. I was so chill. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, Anybody else just want to say hello quickly? It's a hard act to follow today. <laughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj, Tata Gopinath here. Okay, we'll see you soon. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Narmasaki here. Thank you for the great class. Wow, yeah. Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Tiffany. Thank you so very much. Thank you for sending that on my Vyas Puja, that beautiful flowers. Thank oh my you. goodness, you're so very welcome. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Okay, thank <laughs> I'm glad you. you them. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Bo. Good, we missed your mother the last class. I know she was, she was doing her work. Yeah, I'm sorry. I missed the class. And I, I was very glad today I could join. No, Thank I know. you. You're so regular, both of you. Okay. Thank you very much. Hi, Bo. Anybody Hi. else? I love to hear those wonderful pastimes um, <laughs> with uh, Tamal Krishnamaraj. Just absolutely. I have so much joy in my heart. Uh, Henry, you don't want to tell one of yours, do you? <laughs> Okay, we'll let you up the hook, but Henry spent a lot of time, a lot of time with Tamal Krishnamaraj. He used to fly, he used to fly to, to visit him, yeah, right. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishnamaraj, it's Karuna. Hi, Rodrigo. Okay, Lee. Hi, Bo. We'll see you today. I'm, I'm looking at your fierce picture. Oh <laughs> yeah. It, it seems out of character. It's my corporate headshot. <laughs> you look like a, a mixed martial artist. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Good morning, Maharaj. It's Isabel. Thank Isabel. you for the great class. Oh, well, it's all the devotees. Those are such great stories. Wow. A lot of fun. Yeah. Anybody hey, else? Krishna. Hey, Krishna, go around with all Govinda. Congratulations, Hare Krishna. Thank you for class. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Okay. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Yeah. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. This is Sri Gandharvika. Sri Gandharvika. Hare Bo. I see you appreciate hearing about this. This is great. Yeah, and it was wonderful. Thank <laughs> you. Good. Um, yeah, if anybody's in the city, I'm definitely going to stop by today to the Kirtan with my mask. <laughs> with my mask. Okay. Anybody else? 
Weather's getting nice there in Argentina and it's getting, well, it's still nice here. Okay. Anybody else? I happen to think that Joel Katie's look is so cool for Krishna contributions. Joel Katie? You like Joel Katie's look? Okay. Oh, yeah. Makes Krishna consciousness look cool. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. Uh, okay. And I think I'm the only one who's, who's still chipped up over Srivas's chastisement of, of the. Um, and, and, you know, the Tamal Krishna goes on the story didn't help, you know. <laughs> um. All I can and, you know, those ladies that they were all they they were you how were they involved when they were crying their eyes out? Um anyway, I explained it the best I can, Gail. When you achieve Bobby, you'll understand it. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. I really I explained it left and right around every detail, balancing everything out. So that everyone understood except Gail. But, yeah. but Baba, when you get Baba, these things will all be resolved. Okay, anyone else? Okay, we had such fun today. It was just so, so nice to, uh, we have such a nice community and uh, for Kalachandri to share those stories. It's very, uh, yeah. Well, one way, you know, that it, you, uh, you can explain them is, and I'll uh, maybe help Gail a little bit, and maybe, and then I'm gonna go, is that when you become overwhelmed with the truth, the truth becomes a passion and becomes over, becomes extended uh, it becomes extended beyond its limits. Um, and that, that's kind of very natural. It's just like Arjuna, you know, couldn't, under, you know, his truth, he had a truth about family, right? He had a truth about family, but he had to be on the other side. He had a truth about compassion and soft-heartedness, but it, 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 it wasn't couched in, in a deep enough understanding and therefore it didn't become correct. So it's very, very natural. And, and, and the truth that most often becomes distorted is renunciation. So you can imagine Prabhupada preached among the hippies and you know, it's sex, life, drugs, there's no renunciation. So Prophet has to preach renunciation, which is a truth. But the devotees, it's natural at the beginning and immature, this truth saved them from the material world that it became, it wasn't balanced yet. It takes time. Rabindra Sarup Prabhu made a very interesting point. He said the problem with the Krishna consciousness movement in the beginning is that Prabhupada was the only adult. <laughs> it's all kids. And then it was Lord of the Flies. 
with some of the kids how to be in charge. <laughs> I mean, it, it's now, you know, probably every single person that's listening to this class today would be, in 1977, would be older than any person in the Krishna consciousness movement. And they were gurus and GBCs and leaders. And so, um, can you know, how can it not be a little bit? But in one sense, it wasn't that bad because they did have a truth. And, and Tamal Krishnamaraj stayed as a strict sannyasi and he focused on spreading Krishna consciousness and, and probably achieved more significant milestones for the Krishna conscious movement than any other devotee. You name it from, you know, London and meeting the Beatles from book distribution to getting the land in Mayapur, Prabhupada sent him. He got the land in Mayapur. So if you go through the history, so that energy was needed and Prabhupada was so smart, he took their passion and gauged them in the Sankirtan mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> As one God brother said, we were crazy, but we were fired up. <laughs> and a lot of things got done, a lot of things got accomplished. So balance, it takes time. It takes time. Now the balance is probably the other way. People are too laid back. <laughs> Not fired up or renounced enough. So, okay, I'm uh, going to get ready because I'm, I'm going someplace else to give the class at 11. And Hare Krishna, this was really fun to be with all of you. Okay, die.